Let's welcome into the program from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. He covers the Big 12 for, for the magazine. Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good afternoon. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Let, let's dive right into this thing. Let's take the Big 12 out of the equation. In your opinion, what's next for Baylor University? Well, I think that that's certainly a difficult question to answer. Uh, but at this point, we have seen, obviously, that there is a commitment to athletics, that there's a commitment to building uh, nationally competitive football, nationally competitive basketball. And I do imagine that regardless of what happens with the Big 12, I don't see that changing. I think it's too much of a priority, not just for the university itself, but also for the alums of the university, the boosters of the university. And so, you know, whether it is, some version of the Big 12, whether it is the Pac-12, whether it is the American. I think that there's going to be a commitment to trying to win in this state at the highest level that they can. So, uh, so look, if it does end up being the American, I don't think that this is suddenly that they would become an irrelevant football program. I think that this is always going to be a priority for them. But, uh, but certainly, I mean, it would be a, a knock. I mean, I guess it would be the best way to say it, to suddenly drop to potentially not being a power program. Shahan, what did you take out of a the 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 Austin trip for for Bob Bowles being in in for uh, some of the Big Twelve reps as they went and testified, and also b the conversations between the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve. Well, starting with the Austin trip, I think that in a lot of ways, uh, you know, Doctor Livingstone and Mackers, I think that they understood what it was, and what it was more than anything was an opportunity to get some of their frustrations on the record. I don't think that anyone sort of is telling themselves that the legislature is going to step in. I don't think that anybody's thinking that, uh, you know, that necessarily they'll have a chance to do anything. I think that this is just an opportunity for Texas to have to be on the record, for them to have to answer tough questions, and for Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech to have to kind of hold their feet to the fire. And I think that they certainly did that. Uh, you know, and, and when it comes to these conversations with the Pac-12 and Big 12, I probably would consider myself somewhat skeptical of them. I mean, the Pac-12 is looking at all their options right now. Uh, they, they're they looking at potentially having a scheduling alliance with the Big Ten as well. I think that certainly they'll look to the ACC maybe uh, if that makes sense for them. And so I do think that it's always going to be a conversation of, well, you know, the, these eight teams obviously that are left, uh, what's the best way for them to kind of move forward? And I do think that a lot of this conversation is going to come down to what George Kuyaskov, the Pac-12 commissioner, decides for those schools and whether the league wants to expand. But at this point, I don't think that anything I would consider imminent. I, I don't think that this is going to be something that will re be resolved in the short term. And, and I do think that for a lot of these schools, this could be a, a situation that kind of keeps going on to 23, 24, 25. Do you feel like that the Big 12 may be on life support right now, and if somebody blinks, it's going to completely dissolve itself? Well, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the old prisoner's dilemma, right? It's in, in philosophy class, where at this point the group is stronger together. They, you know, if they stay together with eight teams and, and they kind of stick together and they potentially look at expand. I, I think that there's a future there, but the second that somebody gives a different answer, then all of a sudden everybody's getting scattered, right? And so we've seen Kansas be pretty forward with the fact that they're trying to pitch themselves to the Big Ten and to the Pac-12 and to the ACC. You know, if Kansas ends up going, I know that obviously from a football perspective that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it means a lot in terms of financial stability, and all of a sudden that could all change. But at this point, I think that everybody is certainly going to make their pitches to the Pac-12. I think they're going to make their pitches to the Big Ten and to the ACC, but 
Uh, but I don't know that there's a no-brainer situation here. And so the, the best path, if those other leagues don't necessarily want to take on those teams, I think would be sticking together, trying to expand. And look, the, the reality is that you are not going to recoup the amount of money that you would have had with Texas and Oklahoma. Bob Bowlesby said as much in Austin. But, uh, but I think that the hope is that, well, you can still position yourself as a clear top five league, a league that still gets the team into the college football playoff every year, so that when this grant of rights expires in 2025, you're maybe still working with a pretty good hand. All right, let, let's switch gears and let's talk about the fun stuff. Let's talk about the on-the-field stuff. Practice begins, for the Bears anyway, on, on Friday. And and that's the exciting part of this whole thing as we get to, into August. It's time to go play football. No question about it. And, you know, today was a, a big media day for a lot of different programs, for Texas, for uh, for Texas Tech, for uh, for uh, SMU, I believe. And, and so – this is the moment, right? This is where it all kind of comes together. We've been talking about the same stuff all off season long, and uh, and now we finally are going to get some new information. And there, there's going to be plenty of questions. Obviously, a lot of great quarterback battles going on in this state, including at Texas and at Baylor and at and at Texas Tech. Uh, and so it'll be a lot of fun to kind of get to again get some new information. I mean, we've been talking about these same practices from the spring for a good three months at this point. So uh, being able to kind of uh, learn some new stuff and and hear what the coaches are saying, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. How much parity is left in this league coming into this season? Is it going to be more competitive, you think, with the new quarterbacks that you just mentioned? Oh, yeah. I I think that Oklahoma is probably a head and shoulders above everybody else in the field. And I think that I would say it's probably number two. But when you go like three through nine, I, I, it really could end up any order. I have no idea who's going to finish in ninth place in this week. I mean, it, a lot of people think Texas Tech. Some people think Baylor. I could see Kansas State. I could see Oklahoma State dropping from the top half that they've been in forever all the way to that level. And so nine teams are heading into this season who, at minimum, expect to make a bowl game. And just realistically, that's not how college football works. Somebody has to lose these games. And so uh, I think week to week in the Big 12, uh, you know, and I wrote it in my in my preview in the magazine. I think that this is going to be as balanced a league as we've seen. I think it's going to be as deep a league as we've seen in a long time. And I, I actually expect a, a real revamped kind of on-field product this upcoming year. Is that because of the quarterback? It certainly has a lot to do with it. But also, this league seems to be turning a little bit and more emphasis being put on defense. Does that make a difference in this league, do you think? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about it, right, is that the Big 12, for a lot of reasons, but I think uh, because it has always had kind of eight schools that aren't these super recruiting teams, the, the Big 12 has always put a premium on innovation. And we saw that in the 2000s with Texas Tech. We saw it in the 2010s with Baylor and TCU. Uh, and now in 2020s, you know, it, it's been sort of that offensive innovation for so long. I think that we're starting to see that defensive innovation really take over the league as well. Uh, you know, with Iowa State, I think, was the one who really brought that in. We saw that in 2019 with Baylor. We've seen that over the years with TCU. Now we see it with Dave Aranda, certainly, at Baylor. Uh, I think that, you know, in the Big 12, because the offenses have historically been so far ahead, the defenses are now finally starting to figure some things out. And and at the same time, you, you start seeing the flip side, right? You start seeing the future of offense potentially coming along. So I do think that the uh, – the sort of catching up of defenses and of defensive coordinators and also the influx of great defensive minds entering this league like Dave Aranda, like Alex Grinch, like John Heacock over at Iowa State. Yeah, I think it definitely makes a big difference and, and definitely makes for more complete football teams. 
talking with Shayhan J. Araja from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. I, I'm going to take you back off the field again. I, I, <laughs> with with this Texas and Oklahoma thing that's going on and, and their departure for the SEC, do you believe that the conversation and in the the process of moving the playoff system to 12 teams, do you think that that slows down and realignment jumps ahead of that? And, and we got to see where realignment goes before we could talk about the playoff, or will they proceed with that 12 team playoff, in your opinion? Well, I think there are a lot of stakeholders who want an expanded playoff because I do think that Bob Bowles, we have to sit back. He was part of that working group. He has to sit back and think, well, th- this was something that really started. Uh, speeding along this process to the death of the Big 12, unfortunately. But at the same time, I think the flip side of that is that if the Big 12 is to exist, a big part of that is going to be, well, having access to the playoffs essentially almost every year. And I've talked about it before. If you add two to four teams from the group of five to this conference and you still take six conference champions, like this is still a top five week. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of factors. I think certainly the Big Ten is probably going to be a little less interested in expanding because they kind of have their path to the playoff that there's been every year. Uh, you know, the SEC certainly wants to expand to make sure that Texas and Oklahoma will be able to compete for the college football playoff, even if they don't win the league. Uh, but, you know, the Pac-12, I'm sure, wants to wants the playoff to expand so they're guaranteed a spot. The Big 12 heading forward should want the playoff to expand so they can try to hang on to a spot. It is going to be interesting, kind of going through that whole process. But I do think at the end of the at the end of the day, there are still just too many stakeholders who want this to happen for this to get slowed down too much. All right, Shayhan, what are you uh, what are you working on for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine? Oh, a lot of different stuff, you know me as always. But uh, I think that the biggest thing that we're working on right now that we'll probably release next week is we're ranking the 50 most important football players in the state of Texas. This is something that we do every year. Uh, it gives us a great opportunity to kind of talk about guys at different levels, talk about guys uh, who obviously are going to be difference makers on the team. I mean, I can already say, you know, a newcomer like Siaki Ika is going to be somebody that we consider on that list. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun to kind of just uh, – compare different positions even how do you compare an offensive lineman to a quarterback so that's always a big challenge for us every single year and you'll get to see the results of it next week so, so you guys just get around the, the conference table and just start hashing it out huh yeah yeah it's a, it's a big long process and and everybody's uh, criteria is just a little bit different you know but thankfully for me i get to make the final call and, uh, and put the game <laughs> good for you we look forward to that that'll be next week uh Shayhan, we appreciate your time thanks so much yeah, thank you so much for having me. See you later. It is Shayhan J. Araji. He, 